What's up, everybody? Episode 99 of the Howl Infinity Podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob Knight, and we got a great show lined up for you today, folks. On today's episode, we're talking nothing but the NBA playoffs. So we're going to look into each matchup of the first round to the best of my ability because, you know, the playing games aren't finished yet. But we're going to look into all the matchups and just give you my series predictions. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yes, yes, yes. That time we get everybody. Episode 99 of the Howl Infinity Podcast. The podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob Knight. First time listening to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. And if you're a returning listener, we're glad to have you back for another fantastic episode. And remember, please like us on all our social media sites. Like us on Facebook at High on Infinity Podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at High Infinity Pod. Or follow me, the host, on my personal social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram at SoYamAsian. And if you did not get all that, just hit the link tree link up in the bio of the podcast. Has our podcast social media sites and our podcast streaming platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. And last but not least, if you like what you hear, please leave your boy a five-star review on your preferred streaming platform. That would be greatly appreciated. But enough about me. Hope everybody's doing good. You know, having a great work week or just a great week in life in general. And we are almost there, folks. One more episode from the Big 100. Some very exciting stuff. So we're just going to hop straight into what we're going to talk about this week. So we are at the best times of the sports year, the NBA playoffs where we're going to have nothing but meaningful basketball games from now up until about the middle of July. So amped for that. We're going to do things a little different for these NBA playoffs. This is the first playoffs that will include the new playing format. And quick question, for the teams that are in the playing games for the next couple of days, does this count as making the playoffs or making the postseason? Like in the March Madness tournament, the teams that made the playing games are technically you know, in the tournament. So for the teams in the playing games, they te- did they technically make the postseason or these are just the playoffs before the playoffs? I don't know. I'm starting to confuse myself, but I'm going to count this as making the playoffs because technically each team in the playing games has a chance to win the title, but that's just me. But moving on to the playoffs, now at the time of recording on a Wednesday, all the playing games have not been played yet. The West playing games start the night and the East playing game for the eighth seed is Thursday night and Friday is the West playing game for the eight seed. So so when I talk about the one versus eight and two versus seven matchups for the East and West, I'm just going to do the hypothetical matchups, you know, just to cover all the bases. So hopping into the Eastern Conference playoff matchups, we're going to start off with the matchups that are already set in stone. So the four versus five matchup, we got the four seed New York Knicks versus the five seed Atlanta Hawks. And the Knicks swept the Hawks in the season series 3-0. But these are definitely two surprise teams from this past year. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year, hey, Jacob, both the Knicks and the Hawks are going to make the playoffs, I'd be like, man, get the hell out of here, man. You're talking that crazy stuff. And I think I had the Hawks early in the season. I had them as an eight seed in the playoffs, but I definitely didn't have the Knicks making the playoffs whatsoever this year. But that's why we play the games. So this is definitely one of the more interesting matchups in the playoffs. In my opinion, you got two teams with a lot of great young players. With the Hawks, of course, you got Trey Young. Who I like to watch play, you know, in my group chat, we often have this debate on who's better, Trey Young or Luka from the Mavs. 
because, you know, they were traded for each other in the draft. And I'll personally pick Luka, but I like Trey too. And um, looking up into the playoff matchup, I saw the Hawks roster. And Trey Young, as of ESPN, as they say, Trey Young is listed as 6'1". I'm like, ain't no way in hell Trey Young is 6'1". Like, I'm 6'2", so if we stand, if me and Trey Young stand next to each other, we should be seeing eye to eye for the most part. And also, like Steph Curry, he's 6'3", which is tall, you know, in regular people world. And I didn't realize how tall Steph Curry was until I saw a picture of him standing next to the Migos after a basketball game. And compared to the Migos, Steph Curry was like Shaq size standing next to them. I'm like, damn, he's tall. So he really is 6'3". But back to the Hawks. They got other young talent on that team as well. They got John Collins, Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, and the list goes on and on. And you can say the same thing about the Knicks too. You got Julius Randle, who has had a career resurgence this year. Career highs in points, rebounds, free throw percentage, and three-point percentage. And people forget that Julius Randle was a top 10 pick when he came out of the draft. He was drafted by my Lakers. Didn't play the first year. I think he broke his leg or something. So he didn't play his first year. Always played a couple of games into his first year. But as the years went on with the Lakers, you know, his points went up. And then he left to go to the Pelicans because I think he was a free agent when LeBron went to the Lakers. So, you know, Julius Randle was a forward. LeBron's a forward. Brandon Ingram was a forward. So he was the odd man out. So he signed with the Pelicans, stayed there for about, I think, a year or two. And then he went to the Knicks where he's the leading man now. And he's been playing great. Also, you know, got to give credit to supporting cast too. You know, RJ Barrett is coming into his own in the second year. He was a third pick in his draft behind Zion and John Morant. You know, they got all the fanfare in that draft. You know, you know, can't blame him for that. But also you got Reggie Bullock, Emmanuel Quickly. I think they called him Isaiah Quickly on a previous episode. And you got Derrick Rose coming off the bench as your sixth man. Like he's not the Derrick Rose pre-injury but he's still a threat to some capacity. Like, to me, Derrick Rose is probably one of the biggest sports what-ifs. You know, if he didn't get hurt, you know, how would his career, you know, would have panned out? Would he still be with the Bulls? Just something to think about, you know. But my series pick. I think this is going to be a very entertaining series from two teams we didn't expect to be in this position. I think Trey Young is going to put on a show. But in the playoffs, sometimes you got to get grimy with it. And I think when the rubber needs to meet the road, the Knicks could get a little bit more grimier than the Hawks, in my opinion. So I'm taking the Knicks in this series in six games. Next up is a three versus six matchup. We got the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Miami Heat. The Bucks won the regular season series 2-1. And this is a rematch of the second round matchup from the bubble last season where the Heat just ran the Bucks off the damn court that was the tower hero coming out party series that's probably the series where jack harlow was like you know what i like that hero guy i'm gonna make a song about him and the heat you know they're trying to be the first east team to go to the back-to-back finals since the cleveland cavaliers when they went the four finals you know straight a few years ago and the heat does have a good core players that was on that team that made it to the finals the previous year of course you got jimmy butler uh bam Adebayo. Goran Dragic, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I know Dragic is his last name, but I think I butchered his first name. And of course, Tower Hero, Duncan Robinson, and Andre Iguodala. And they also added Victor Oladipo via trade during this season. But that's been a bust. But they still got a good squad, though. And the interesting part about this Miami Heat team is that each night, a different person can be your leading scorer. Like one game, it may be Jimmy. Next game, it may be Bam. Their game may be Tower Hero, for all we know. You never know who on this team will go off each and every night. 
But transitioning into the Bucks, the Buck, no pun intended, starts and stops with the two-time MVP himself, Giannis Antetokounmpo. After being the favorite to win the East the past two years, falling short of the finals, the Bucks have been sort of that under-the-radar team in the East this season because all the talk in the East has been about, of course, the Nets and the Sixers. But the Bucks are a dark horse to make it to the NBA Finals, in my opinion. The Greek Freak is great, but, you know, people have questions about his play in the playoffs. Chris Milton is a good second option, in my opinion. And I did like the True Holiday trade before the season so they got their own version of the big three that can make a deep playoff run but can Giannis silence his critics and be that two-time MVP in the postseason my series pick for this one this was tough to me you know last year I thought the bubble definitely helped the heat you know with those young players they didn't have to you know go to the road and experience them wild playoff games in road arenas but I expect this to be a hard-fought series between the two teams and my pick is I'm taking the Bucks in six games. Now moving on to the 2-7 matchup. You got the two-seed Brooklyn Nets versus the seven-seed Boston Celtics. Brooklyn swept the Celtics in the season series 3-0. And safe to say this season, the Nets are going for it all. You already know who they got. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Hell, they probably signed Tom Brady for all I know. But all of them got deep playoff experience. All can score the ball at will. To me, you probably need to score minimum 115 120 just to have a chance to beat this Brooklyn Nets team and with the Nets there really isn't much left to say about them but their opponent the 7 seed Boston Celtics they beat the Wizards in the 7 seed game Tuesday night Jason Tatum put up a 50 piece in order for his team to win and to be honest I picked the Wizards to win that playing game but I still had the Celtics being the 8 seed just because I thought hey Westbrook and Beal versus Tatum, but Tatum outscored them both, 50 to 42. But now we get to my series pick. The Jalen Brown injury changed my mind on this pick. I thought with a fully healthy Celtics team, they could take Brooklyn to at least six games, but I think Tatum can at least get one game against the Nets, so I'm picking the Nets in five. Now moving on to the one versus eight matchup. You got the one seed Philadelphia 76ers versus either the Pacers or the Wizards. We don't know who the eight seed is yet. The eight seed game is on Thursday night, but the season series with the Sixers versus these two teams, the Sixers swept the Wizards in the regular season 3-0, and they were 2-1 against the Pacers in the regular season. We know that the 76ers are a top team in the East. I didn't expect them to be the one seed this year. You know, I had them at the three seed at best behind the Nets and the Bucks at one and two respectively. But my series pick for these potential matchups no matter who they play, I have the Sixers winning in five against the Pacers or the Wizards. You know, Joel Embiid is playing on another level this season. Probably the MVP runner-up. The popular debate is should they break up Embiid and Simmons. I think they can make it work, but hey, I don't make the decisions. You know, uh, this is a make-or-break year for the Sixers, in my opinion. They said trust the process for the past few years. Well, the process is over now. We need to see results. And the way the bracket is set up, they only have to beat the Nets or the Bucks to get to the finals because the Nets and Bucks, if they win their first round matchups, they will play each other in the second round. So can't wait to see how that plays out. But now let's get to the Western Conference. Same as the East, we'll start off with a series that are set in stone already. So we'll get into the 4-5 matchup. Got the 4-seed LA Clippers versus the 5-seed Dallas Mavericks. This is a rematch of a first round series 
from the bubble last year. A very entertaining series at that. The best known play of that series, of course, was the Luka step back three at the buzzard in game four, I think. And that series could have played out a lot differently if Chris Porzingis from the Mavericks was healthy. You could make a strong case that the Mavericks probably would have beaten the Clippers if he was healthy in that series. But this year is a different story. The Clippers this season are like the Bucks. Favorite to win the finals last year, flew under the radar for the most part this year in the West because the West had a lot of storylines going on this season. He had the Jazz leading in the West. He had the Suns surprise season. No one expected the Suns to be the two seed, you know. I had them as like a, what, six to eight seed at best. And of course, the Lakers injuries from LeBron and Anthony Davis. And he has Steph Curry being Steph Curry. So it is understandable that the Clippers flew under the radar this past season. But this team is like last year's team. They have their roster that can win a title. You have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, great role players, and they added Rondo too at the trade deadline. So this team is definitely title or bust this year. And the Mavericks, on the other hand, they've been hot down the stretch. They ended the season on a 12-4 run. Luka's being Luka, and to me, this series hinders on the health of Kristaps Porzingis. I would like to pick the upset in this series, but I don't know the health of him. You know, him being hurt last year was definitely a series difference maker. But if I had to pick the winner in this series, I expect another entertaining series between the two teams. I said I would like to pick the upset in this series, but sometimes you just got to go with the chalk. So I got the Clippers in seven in a very entertaining series. Next up is the three versus six matchup. He had a three seed Denver Nuggets versus the six seed Portland Trailblazers. They split the season series 1-1 along with the Knicks versus Hawks. This series is another series I can't wait to watch. They played a couple years ago in a very good series. I think the Blazers won in seven games. And I think this series is going to go seven games as well. This series would definitely be a lot more interesting if Jamal Murray didn't get hurt. Even after his injury, the Nuggets have been rolling since Jamal Murray got hurt, going 14-5 in that span. And in my opinion, some of the X factors in this series for the Nuggets will be their other scoring options such as Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon because Michael Porter Jr. got to be that reliable second option because we know Portland is going to try to stop Jokic as much as possible. And this is why they traded for Aaron Gordon too, you know, to guard those big forwards such as LeBron, Kawhi, and Paul George if they meet in the playoffs. But at the end of the day, this team goes as Jokic go. He is the MVP of the season put on one of the best seasons ever for a center in league history. And I think he's going to have a monster series. And I expect the MVP performance from him in this series. Then the Blazers, on the other hand, over the past few years, they've just been a team that was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Because here are some of the teams that eliminated them during Dane Will's career at Portland so far. 2014, they lost to the Spurs. The Spurs won the title that year. 2016, lost to the Warriors. That was a 73-9 team. 2017, lost to the Warriors again. That team won the title. 2019, lost to the Warriors for a third time. That team made it to the NBA Finals. And last year, 2020, lost to the Lakers. And that team won the title. So in the past eight years, the Blazers have been eliminated by the NBA champ or runner-up five of those times. And for some people, they've been saying that they should blow this thing up. If it don't work out this year, I would say... Keep it together, in my opinion, because, you know, the Blazers weren't favorite in any of those series I just mentioned. But at the end of the day, sports is a win-lose business. And the Blazers are going to put up a very good fight in this series. 
I'm going to say it now. Dame Wilde is going to average 30 throughout this series. This man is going to put the team on his back like he did in the bubble last season. So who I got in this series? I cannot lie to you. I went back and forth with my picks in this series. I do like Dame. I think he's a fantastic player. But I do mention plenty of times on this podcast that Jokic is my guy. And he's playing on another level right now, to be honest. But I'm picking the upset. I'm going to go Blazers in seven games. And next up is the 2-7 matchup, the two-seed Suns. The last time the Suns was the two-seed was way back in 2007. Like, what was you doing in 2007? I was about to enter high school, and I had a full head of hair in 2007. But this year, the Suns are by far the surprise team in the NBA this past season. Shout out to my guy, Jamal, former guest on the podcast, big Suns fan. So I know he's very happy with his team. And, of course, you know, the Suns traded for Chris Paul this past offseason, and he's been doing wonders, as you can tell. Devin Booker finally has a true point guard he can play off of, and I hope Chris Paul stays in uh, Phoenix for the rest of his career. So the Chris Paul effect is real, but can they capitalize on it this year and make it to the finals? Somewhere Chris Paul has never been. Got close once with the Rockets, but injuries set him back in that series against the Warriors, and the Rockets lost in seven. So will we be able to get over the hump this year? But in order to do that, we got to see who they play as a seven seed. So who are the Suns playing? At the time of recording, we don't know yet. Like I said, recording on a Wednesday afternoon. The playing games are Wednesday night. But by the time you hear this podcast, we all know who the Suns will be playing. So to cover all the bases, we're just going to look into both possible matchups. So the Suns will get the winner of the Lakers-Warriors game for the seven spot. Like I said, I'm recording this before the games, but we're all going to know what the matchup will be within the next few days because I didn't want to do all this typing on potential matchups if the Suns play the Lakers or if the Suns play the Warriors. I didn't want to be like, who's going to guard LeBron on the Suns? Who's going to guard Anthony Davis on the Suns? How the Lakers are going to guard uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker? Chris Paul versus Steph, Steph versus Booker, you know, all that typing and talking would have been wasted, you know, because one of these teams would have lost and I would have wasted probably a good half a page of notes. So, you know, work smarter, not harder. So I'm going to leave it at this. If the Suns play the Lakers, I said last week, if I think the Lakers are healthy, I like our chances in this series. We have a playoff experience team. We know the players that played on last year's title team and the players we got this past offseason all had, you know, some form of playoff experience. And to my knowledge, maybe only two or three players on the Suns roster have playoff experience. So that may play a factor in this series, in my opinion. So if the Suns and Lakers play, I do have the Lakers winning that series in six games. If the Suns are playing the Warriors, I think it's going to be a very entertaining series as well. Steph has been playing out of his mind this past season, and the Suns are going to try to stop him by hell or high waters. And they're going to try to make someone else beat them because we all know Steph can get 30 points consistently, but who else on that roster can get 30 points game in and game out? So if the Suns play the Warriors, I got the Suns winning in six games. And now let's look into the possible one versus eight matchup. Got the one seed Utah Jazz, another surprise team this season. Like, we knew the Jazz were going to be like a top five team in the West, but we didn't know they are going to be the one seed. <laughs> but to be honest, this has probably been the most slept on one seed team or underrated, wherever you want to put it. 
you know, one seed team since the Raptors a few years ago. They got swept by LeBron, but the Jazz are a real deal team and they could possibly make it to the finals. So who are they playing? Well, at the time of recording, same as the Suns, we don't know. So we're going to look into all possible matchups. Like I said, the West playing games are tonight. Then the eight seed playing game is Friday. So the Suns are either going to play the Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, or Spurs. But we won't know until Friday. But here are my predictions. If the matchups are Lakers versus Jazz, I got the Lakers in six. If it's Warriors versus Jazz, Jazz in six. Grizzlies versus Jazz, Jazz in five. Spurs versus Jazz, Jazz in five. But wrapping things up. So there are my NBA playoff predictions. I did them to the best of my ability, so hope all of you are happy. So as the playoffs go, I will try to preview each round. It just depends on when each round will start. So if I don't do a round two preview, I will definitely do a preview for the conference finals and NBA finals. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate you taking time out of your very busy day to give this podcast a listen. Thank you for all the likes, retweets, shares, subscribes, any other way you support the podcast. I thank you for that. Like I always say, I will not be here without you, the listeners. Y'all take care, be safe, and I will see y'all next time.